welcome to the show. This is a grand party with me, a grand party, a show of getting friends on the Zencaster phone and creating that party line kind of chat, baby. It's just a, this is a show made in social distancing, as perhaps you know, perhaps you're also social distancing and trying to combat that void of eternal loneliness, because as it turns out, it's just always there and it, and it's and it's uh, never going away. And then when you're alone more, even if you're living with a partner, you're always alone in your own brain. I, I don't know how to get past that part. You're, you're, you're no matter what, I'm always alone in there. So it's good to fill up it, fill up it, fill up it. My friend, fill up it uh, with uh, with friends. And uh, that's what this show is. It is relatively unprofessional in the sense that there is absolutely no pre-production uh, or post-production. It is all live on tape, unedited, as awkward or as real or as raw as it is in reality and then presented to you. And hopefully it's uh, fun. So this is the, this is uh, not the first time, but I'm very excited to do this. And this is ideally what the podcast is, is taking the group chats, the group text chats, and then whew, turning it into voices and hanging out with uh, some bros. This is the uh, the perfect boys. We are all comedians. I'm going to have um, the boys, the perfect boys, introduce themselves so that you, listener, can pair a voice with a name and identity so that you know it. Also, because if you've listened to the show before, me trying to find that perfect balance of intro segue trying to not do it as an interview show but more of just a hangout show while also doing a little bit of the intro so that you feel like you've got a guide into this and you're not just thrown haphazardly into it uh so but i'll tell you a little bit about maybe how we met right which is we're comedians yeah okay we're all comedians and writers uh and or at least we all uh, we are all comedians and writers, but more so that that's how we met. We met in comedy circles, uh, stand up and writing. And then we worked, we worked on a couple of pitches together. That's the, that's the bald truth of it. Uh, we took some pitches based on existing IP to the decision makers and we showed them our wares and they looked at us, they looked down at us and said, we'll think about it. They said, we'll think, we'll think about it. And then they thought about it and they said, no, but Hey, we're still perfect and we're still undeterred. So speaking of undeterred, uh, we were just talking off mic about poop and I still can't get it out of my brain. Uh, Hey, Eric Barnes. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, I am Eric Barnes. And I said the phrase, same shit, different toilet. And that's where the turd thoughts came from. Yes. And I, yeah, now I've got now I've got shit on my mind. Uh, hi, Joey Clift. Uh, maybe you could give yourself a little intro. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Joey Clift. I uh, didn't have shit on my mind before this conversation, but now it's it's all I can think about. And Jeffrey Golden, what's up, buddy? Hey, I tried to install a bidet recently, but it was. It wasn't compatible with my toilet seat, and I'm not sure how it would be compatible with any toilet seat. It's a very thick bidet. A so, thick bidet. Like yeah. super soaker size? or it's, it's You know how they have the, 
Okay, so there's the 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 spray part. That was normal. That was just like a water gun, like a classic water pistol. Classic nozzle. Right, classic nozzle. But then uh, you've got the part that like sits on the toilet seat itself, right? That's supposed to go. So you've got a uh, toilet seat, then you've got like bidet, and then you've got like the bowl, right? Mm-hmm. They have that sandwich, that classic sandwich. This this bidet, the seat, the, 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 the part that would be between the meat of that sandwich, it's too thick. The toilet it's, meat, yes. The toilet. And so when you when you put the uh, when you put the toilet seat over it, the toilet seat doesn't hit the rim anymore because it's so thick. So you see, do you see what I'm saying? Am I painting a clear yeah. picture? Yeah, yeah, a very clear picture. I'm sorry that it didn't work out. It seems like uh, the bidet has become a pandemic go-to. Eric, Joey, do you guys uh, are you on the bidet buffet? Um, so I I don't. I'm not on the buffet. But I'm I'm not on the uh, bidet buffet, but, uh, you know, like I have started doing this thing where, you know, like I'm, I'm at home most of the time. So, uh, you know, I just like drop my pants and turn on my shower head and then just like, let that, let that wash some stuff off, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's cool. the, uh, that's the DIY bidet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a like, deluxe yeah. bidet. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a bidet, but with a, a punk aesthetic and that's what I'm going for. <laughs> you went with the pure power wash right there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just don't, I want it to be spotless. I do not have patience for any, any spots. Bless um, you. If there was a sneeze, there was, Oh, bless yeah, that you. Was, oh, bless that, you. Was my, that was my partner, Amanda. She sneezed. Oh, tell hey, me. Amanda. I, 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 tell Amanda I said hi. Hi, Everybody Amanda. Everybody says hello to you, Amanda. Oh, hello. 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 Hi, Dad. Amanda. These are the perfect boys, Grant, oh, Eric, yeah. and Joey. Oh my God. It's the perfect boys. The perfect boys. <laughs> Them. I hope they are all doing well. We love you. We're all, we're we're all doing. You. We're doing. She should perfect. come join us. Yeah. Well, we, if she she works her. for she works for a living, so probably oh. not. <laughs> oh, don't like uh, these goofballs. Yeah. Got it. So oh, we're, we're, take we're interrupting a, an hour in the middle of the day, in the middle of a <laughs> Thursday. We're interrupting. To record a podcast. Uh, you're interrupt, interrupting Amanda's very important Zoom call. I get it. <laughs> It was Everybody fun. that's looking to steal identities really appreciates your guys' time uh, being here. Uh, the first <laughs> question is, everybody say your social security number. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight is mine. Um, oh, that's oh, also mine. Uh, that, I'll, 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 I'll think mine is 8765-4321. So, hmm. ah, weird. Are you guys bizarros or how does that work? <laughs> In a way, I think we are. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no. I, I have a question for the room. If you if you meet somebody who has the your opposite social security number, do you have to kill them? Is that how it works? Is this I a... think you have to marry them. Oh, okay, got it. You have to mm. marry the person. And then you're like I have oh. a question for the room. Oh, you know, go ahead, Joey. I was about to say, like, yeah, you, you're married, and then you're like, together we form a comp- we form all zeros. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, Joey. Which is why Grant and I uh well, we were going to save it for the end of the podcast, but uh, we're engaged. Oh, oh my God. Good. Congratulations. <laughs> that's incredible. I know. Thank right? you so much. Uh, wow. We're doing it 90% just for the free stuff with the registry, but we do insist that you contribute to our registry or our feelings will be absolutely crushed. I just so, want to make, oh, I just want to make my granty boy happy. That's all. So wait a minute. It, this isn't a Chuck and Larry type situation where you're only marrying for some kind of 
material benefit. Oh, wait, you saw that movie? Oh, shit. Eric, I've seen right through this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you so you, you were both watching, Ch- like, Eric, you were watching Chuck and Larry a few days ago, and you were like, oh, I really need health insurance. Grant, <laughs> Grant hook me up. This Grant, is also I, why. Grant, I, I know you're already married, but I really need this, bud. <laughs> I really, I've been really thinking about. I've been thinking about going back to school, but not grad school. I was thinking like kindergarten, um, but this is entirely, and then maybe just going first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, and just doing each one in a week. This is my own original idea, not an Adam Sandler movie. Well, oddly enough, I also wanted to retire. Well, I didn't want to, but I was forced to retire from my budding hockey career because I found out I was much better at golf. And um, I wanted to save my mother, my grandmother's uh, house from being oh, taken uh, over. Uh, that, that, yeah. That's funny and weird. Uh, it turns out I'm Bill Murray's Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is funny and weird. That is really <laughs> weird. All right, let's. I, uh, this, I just I watch think... movies. I just watch them. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't live in them. You don't uh, live in movies. <laughs> like oh. these weirdos. But you did just inherit a giant fortune, uh, and your name is Mr. Deeds. So how yeah. does that work? And weren't you a water boy for a football team at one point? I mean, I did those things, but independent of the movies, it's just my lo- my crazy life. That's all. So oh. That's a you know what? That's a book. That's a children's book. I would read the uh, the crazy life of Jeffrey Golden. So I, uh, I I lost the thread and I didn't realize we were doing only Adam Sandler movies. So in that case, I'm an uncut Jim. <laughs> Swish. Well, I've well, I am currently punch drunk and in love. So ah, uh, congrats. Oh, All with, right. with Grant, with Grant, with Grant. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, congrats. But we're I think the four of us we're in a four we're in a quadruple marriage. We're we are the perfect boys. And one thing that I really appreciate Joey doing is you, you named yourself Joey perfect coming into the room. And then we were getting into a little bit of like, maybe we're the Ramones and then are the Ramones alive. And then I was like, Whoa, 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 we got to save this for the pod. And now <laughs> got to save this. Now we're goal. into Adam Sandler Tory. Uh, here's a prompt for the room, which is fuck, Mary kill Adam Sandler, only Adam Sandler himself, but the different Adam Sandler characters. Um, and that's that'll give we'll put a little bit of structure into the chaos. I'm going to toss that out. I, I don't I didn't prepare is the thing. But now I'm inspired to toss out a prompt. Eric, what do you think? Fuck, Mary kill. Or I can go first. For, well, I, I started it. I, you got I, one. I think I got one. Uh, fuck, Mary kill for the sand, for the Sandman characters. Right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I would uh, I would marry Mr. Deeds. Because he seems affable enough, and I would be able to have live in a house that has a drinking fountain of Hawaiian punch, among other uh, random rich things happening. Uh, I would kill little Nikki because not because of he's just uh, annoying as fuck, even though he is, but because you know, even if I were to kill him, he would just go back home to hell, and he'd be happy. Yeah. And uh, uh, I would fuck probably um, hmm. which sand. Oh, I would uh, the I would fuck the wedding singer because he mm. he knows what he, he's sung enough love songs that he knows what he he's doing. 
Those are really good answers. Damn it. Shit. Those are really good answers. Okay. Uh, wait, can I go next? Please, Joey. Uh, okay. So uh, I would fuck uh, Jill from Jack and Jill, the girl, Adam Sandler. <laughs> I would marry Jack from Jack and Jill, the guy, Adam Sandler. <laughs> would, keep, would you keep Jill on the side? And uh, and I would I would kill I would kill racist Adam Sandler from Ridiculous Six when he was like the racist native character. Yeah, oh. uh, yeah, yeah. So I feel like I feel like I feel very good in my choices. I, what I, was Ridiculous I, Six? Was that a was that the Seth MacFarlane uh, Western spoof? Uh, Ridiculous Six was uh, it was Adam Sandler's uh, Netflix exclusive Western spoof that uh, was real racist against native people. Yeah. It was bad. I don't think I saw it, but that sounds like Sandler. I think uh, you're being. I think you were thinking of a million ways to die in the West, Grant. That movie probably also racist. I'm going to guess. I'm uh, uh, tottering the line, if not outright. Yes. Hmm. I'll. Jeffrey, have you seen enough Adam Sandler movies to know who you'd fuck, marry, and kill? I, you know, here's I have seen quite a few. Adam Sandler movie, so I think I can do this. Uh, let's say I will marry. I'll marry Sonny Koufax from Big Daddy, who was very uh, lovable father, and so maybe if I'm raising a family, he'd be a good uh, he'd be a good and fun dad as a partner. Um, so I'll marry Sonny Koufax. Uh, I'll kill. Howard Ratner from Uncut Gems before he gets me killed somehow. Um, yeah. Because I feel yeah. like that guy will kill, will somehow kill you um, um, if, you hang around, if you're his friend. Wait, if you uh, after you kill him, are you going to say this is how I win? <laughs> yes, I am going to say. But well, it's, here's the thing, though. I wouldn't really mean it because it's not so much about winning; it's just about like preventing myself from losing. Like. Yeah, that's a- Self-preservation strategy. So, right. so when when you're about to plunge the knife into his heart and he goes, please don't kill me, are you going to just look at him dead in the face and go, I disagree. Uh, I disagree. Um, I also, and I'm also going to steal his jewels, so that'll, I, that'll be fine. I, I also, I wouldn't mind killing the Adam Sandler from Click just so I could steal his crazy time travel remote. It's a good idea. That is good. It's idea. a good idea. Uh, I was going to say, I'll, uh, and then for fuck, I'll fuck Opera Man. Oh! Pure power. The, his, his voice, the, the power and the passion in his singing uh, denotes uh, a great skill and passion in the bedroom. So I'll, I'll um, fuck Opera Man. I, man, these are good. I, I was my, okay, so my, my initial choices were going to be marrying Mr. Deeds, Eric's pick, and uh, actually fucking uncut Jim's Adam Sandler because I feel like he would be like an ag- I feel like he would be like an aggressive lover in a way that like I don't know he's got kids and is married and has it's like I I don't know I feel like I feel like he's got uh, I don't know I feel like he he's, a he's crazy got a sexual prowess <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 I feel yeah. like he, I feel like yeah. uncut Jim's Adam Sandler would be a good fuck but I really wanted to do the Jack and Jill joke so I was like nope it I'm was gonna let- I. I want to say, I want to say that uh, though I didn't choose him in any of my picks, uh, Hubie Dubois is like my favorite Adam Sandler character in 
funny Adam Sandler character, I should say, in like decades. I, the most recent lie. Adam Sandler I, movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hubie Halloween is great. Yeah. The, the, the thermos bits, they got to me. I dig Yeah. It. Uh, He's in a little bit of a resurgence, the, uh, the Sandman. He's been... Uh, I feel like there was the special uh, that was pretty good, or at least the, the him singing about Chris Farley was nice, I think, yeah. whenever that was. And then, yeah, the Halloween movie was pretty, as far as these things go, I suppose. Yeah, it was I mean, if, if you I want, like, you oh. can shut, I mean, it, it's a good shut your brain off. Okay, a couple giggles while I wash the dishes, good time. It's, uh, I was laughing out loud. I, I, I found it to be very funny in a way, you be Halloween in a way that, uh, I, I just hate so many recent Adam Sandler movies that I was very reluctant, but I was told, no, no, no. It's like a return to form for his comedy stuff. And I was like, well, I just seen uncut gems. Okay. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I was glad I did. Uh, Michael Douglas yeah. as a priest. Come on. Yeah. There's a lot of. It's. I feel like he was trying with that one and 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 succeeded, which was really good. By the uh, way, I like that we we have sort of made an unstated until now rule of our fuck Mary kill game that you can't repeat somebody else's choices, which makes it increasingly difficult. But I think I've got some answers to float to you that have not been covered because it, you guys had some good ones that that I was thinking. So I'm gonna have to go like or just reach in a different direction. Yeah, uh, let's, let's see what you got. All right, I'm going to. Uh, we're gonna kill Billy Madison because we're gonna eat the rich. Uh, he it, is the it, least deserving. Uh, uh, fail. He's the ultimate example of the fail son. And though I like the movie, he's got to die. He, he needs to fate, face the same fate as the uncut gems, Adam Sandler. Uh, and it could be that. with the exact same murder scenario that Eric described, uh, which was also visceral. Eric, you are into a you're viscerally describing things to me today, or really putting images I, in my brain. I, I'm good with the words. Hire me, please. Sure. Yeah. Well, we'll talk. <laughs> let's talk about our loneliness uh, and despair hire, too. Hire him or marry him. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Or fuck him or kill him. You know the game. I don't oh. Know. Well, yeah, uh, I've had a good run. If you want to kill me, it's okay. <laughs> I'm going to marry grown-ups Adam Sandler because it just seems like a fun life of just hanging out. It seems like it would just be this, but we're also on like a water slide. <laughs> I've never seen the movie, but just the poster. I think we, it would just be like, oh, get your bros together and go on a water slide? Okay, yeah, sure. It's that this, seems fine. It's this, but with uh, millions of dollars between us. Uh, millions. Yeah. I would do that. Yeah, I feel like the I only do? I feel like the only tolerable way to experience grown-ups is to be in grown-ups. Yeah. I feel yeah. like if you have to watch grown-ups, that's that's gonna be a bad time. But if you're just in it, then that's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we're well, we're doing that's, that. That's Adam Sandler's motif for the last, I wanna say, twenty years. Is, yeah. Am I gonna well, fu- uh, let's do a movie so I can have fun with my friends. Yeah. I mean tolerable. I, can't... <laughs> I, I hey, I, this is Listen, if you can do it and have Netflix pay for it, you win. Uh, I don't hate Adam Sandler for the for it by any I, means. I kind of do. Here's my thing. I don't blame him in the same way that, like, yeah, I don't blame somebody for, like, you know, robbing a bank if they can. Like, if you could do it and you get away with it, you have a lot of money. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> but, like... 
you know, the fact that those movies are just so atrocious and he just keeps getting to make them. Well, um, it's just like it is. It's like he's rich enough that he doesn't need Netflix to like hang out with his friends. So, you know, and even to make movies with his friends. So those are slots that could go to other that could go to other starving artists. I, I, I get what you're talking about. But, like, the thing is, is, like, in large part, I don't think that those movies are flops. Like, I think that they make their money back. I think that they oh, do. You're like, right. They are, they are successful. It's why it's, it's, so it doesn't need me to like it. And therefore, I, I, could, I could be happy disliking them. And I feel okay. Um, but, yeah, you yeah. know. And don't get me wrong. Uh, Joey is spot on regarding the content of a good chunk of these movies is racist and or dated or both. And that's not fun either. Yeah. You know, this goes into one of your, uh, one of my favorite Jeffrey pet points, which is just how you rarely, 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 if ever you see it a bit, but you've, it's, it's quite rare uh, to see comedians investing in other comedians that aren't directly their friends. Immediately, what comes to mind as being as countering that is, I know there was just the new Tiffany Haddish special on Netflix, They Ready, which was which was bringing people up. But like we got lunch one time and we were talking about the banality of evil in comedians and cars getting coffee and how Seinfeld or any number of massively wealthy comedians could just be hiring all of the Eric's uh, to be, uh, you know, generating ideas for them. Uh, but they don't do it. They don't do it because uh, it's a it's it's a selfish thing. The the Sandler enterprise. It's not like he's he's not extending the opportunities beyond his personal circle of friends, which oh, yeah. is how you get ridiculous six or you get other shit because it's like it's this. Also, let me tell you who I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna fuck uh, fifty first dates Adam Sandler because I'm gonna make him work for it. Uh, I'm gonna exactly <laughs> what you Barrymore did, and I'm just I'm gonna pretend, oh, and I'm gonna answer. make him really really work for it. Wait, I haven't seen Fifty First Dates. Is he the person with amnesia, or is his girlfriend the one uh, with amnesia? She is. She is. Yeah, and it's kind of the premise is cringy as fuck, obviously. But they... what's the premise? Say the premise. Oh, you don't know what the premise is? Well, just for the benefit oh, of oh, the, the benefit room. is is that this woman uh, has some form of uh, brain problem in which she immediately forgets everything that she did the previous day. So Adam Sandler is trying to. That also just sounds like me in quarantine. Like well, uh, yeah. that, that sounds like me brain problems. Can't remember what I did yesterday. Right. Check, check. So her brain is at a certain stopping point in her life. And now she has. And so Adam Sandler is trying, falls in love with this person and is trying to date this person that does not remember who he is. Uh, all, uh, every time and so spoil- it's sort of an inverted groundhog's day kind of a thing. an inverted groundhog's day but the horror is is that oh this poor woman is traumatized every day waking up and seeing adam sandler in her bed or some or a man that she doesn't know every time which is like that's that's kind of a, a very dicey scary thing they yeah, try they they try to um I, I assume you have no interest in seeing this movie, Joey. Do you mind if I spoil it? Uh, I wouldn't say that I, I... I mean, I don't know. Go for it. I don't care. <laughs> so, uh, 
they try to soften it at the end in in terms of every morning she wakes up they there's a videotape next to her bed that says play me and it just plays all like and they keep adding to the videotape of certain milestone memories of things that have happened like she gets married to adam sandler they have this kid and yada yada like to for her to recap her life every time she wakes up right and the hope is that she still has the same feelings after watching this tape they could have mementoed her put a bunch of tattoos she could have gotten a bunch of tattoos she could Um, and like don't be scared adam sandler's a cool dude yeah yeah kill joey pants wait so let's uh okay so if we're going down this thread uh, let's cast different Adam Sandler characters in different Adam Sandler movies. How do we think Ooh. the Uncut Gems guy would react in a 51st Date scenario? Oh, this is how he wins. Yeah, I mean, is she is is she rich? Yeah, sure. Why not? More in the sure. in the yeah. movie? Why not? Sure. Uh, then yeah, he's going to use it as an opportunity to steal from her or get her get her <laughs> to like bet to like to like place like a huge bet with him. And then like, she forgets the next day and he like keeps the money. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. You know, he's not a, he's not a great guy. That guy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Well then then how do we think little Nikki would act in that scenario? (laughs) Okay. It might go a little something like, I don't know. I feel like Eric's ready. Eric uh, just seems ready to. Be boy, boy, I'm little. I don't. Uh, I don't remember little Nicky's. Oh, it's more like this. So I'm your husband. My name's Little Nicky, even though I am a grown man. Oh, and I'm a demon from hell. I'm a demon. We got to the Adam Sandler impressions portion of the podcast, which okay, well, out an air horn. Okay, the well, air horn sound oh, nice. okay, well, uh, I, I'm really happy that we were able to hear what little Nicky would do in 51st Dates. He would just, so say, now, he would just say his name and what so, he did. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so now, now I want to know how Opera Man would react in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> we're married together. Watch the videotape of me singing. Goodbye. I feel like Drew Barrymore wouldn't tolerate that for more than a day. I feel like on the day that she wakes up and he does that, like she's just bolts. She's not <laughs> She's not giving think- Opera Man 30 chances. In Fifty First Dates, does she remember what she likes or doesn't like, or is he taking advantage of the fact that, like, wait, she doesn't remember that she doesn't like me yet? You like that I sound like this? (laughs) I I do. (laughs) It seems like I wouldn't, but yeah, you do. You told me that every day. I feel like if that's no, I think it's got to be that he just remembers her like various preferences, like in Groundhog Day. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like. Otherwise, it's it's too upsetting. If, if <laughs> she I, literally can't remember anything about herself. Yeah. If, yeah. If I recall, it was like a bad. It was a decent first date, and then it was an awful second first date, and then yeah, he starts to remember what he likes, and now he's turned into the best boyfriend of all time, based solely off of muscle memory. I'm gonna put in two 
I'm going to put in a prompt here. I, I got a couple prompts brewing to uh, make sure we don't stay on Sandman. The whole, I mean, we could talk about this. this could become the we're Sandman already, podcast. We're already if you want. nearly thirty minutes in on Sandman. Look, well, we've we've you know, podcasts by by law have to be an hour. Actually, we could just stop right now and say, look, guys, no, this no. is the thing. I, I'm, that wasn't a call to stop, but I'm just I'm just lamenting. Too I'm late. Just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, good. Uh, I starting start with starting with Joey. I want to make sure to uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We we there's there's sometimes I think the recording of the thing makes it uh, uh, easier to talk, and then sometimes you know then it gets hard, or maybe it's just an awkward format. All right, here's what here's my pivot to a completely different, not completely different, but thinking of Sandler talking about. Joey, here's the question to you and the prompt for the room, which is your guys, which is maybe it was Sandler. But when did you start realizing comedy was for you? You're a huge Garfield fan. And honestly, it was cartoons like Garfield and Looney Tunes and things like that that made me first being interested in just being funny rather than uh, like I thought I wanted to be a cartoonist before I didn't become a cartoonist uh but i'm wondering joey when did when did your comedy dreams and career sort of begin as a as a young joey uh so i would say my um my early inspirations were probably like uh the far side like i remember getting like a far side gary larson like a new far side everyday calendar and i think the first day i read through all of them and loved it and then proceeded to flip through it again every day for the rest of the year and absolutely loved it. And I think I got far side daily calendars every day for a couple or every year for a couple of years, kind of, uh, in my early years. And actually like I went to Washington state university, which Gary Larson went to, that was his alma mater. He graduated from there in the seventies or whatever. And there's this like giant Gary Larson, like far side of the state. Like, I think that the reason that it's named the far side is because, like he grew up in Western Washington and Eastern Washington is the far side of Washington. So like, uh, like it was just kind of a cool, not the reason that I went to Washington state university, but like, you know, uh, a feeling that I was going to the right place. If somebody who was like an early comedy idol started going there and then, um, you Were know, you in the- Washington state growing up, did you, uh, was that in, in state school? You know, interestingly, yeah. just as a tangent, I think, uh, I don't maybe it wasn't Washington State, but I believe Matt Grenning and Linda Berry as two other famous cartoonists were also not Washington State University, but went to school. Uh, yeah, Matt, Matt Grenning State. did uh, Evergreen, which was more Olympia. Um, so you start uh, Washington State University's Pullman, which is like eastern Washington near the Idaho border. Um, Matt Grenning was Evergreen, which is like southern Washington, kind of near the Portland or the Oregon border. The, the Pacific Northwest has been for a long time a hotbed of of alternative of weirdos and, of weirdos yeah, yeah but comics especially um in fact uh, my partner uh amanda who you heard sneezing earlier uh she bless works her for, still bless her still she works for oni press which is based out of portland and uh there's a number of comic book publishers that actually are based in uh portland and seattle uh, just is that because there's so many movie. trees there and they can just turn all the trees into paper is it also because of the it's the, yeah, no, they're, they're all, they're, they're on lumberjacks. I think it's because it's where the artists were, it's where the cartoonists were and the publisher sort of sprang from the, from the art scene. So um, 
Hey, can you uh, can you tell Amanda to tell her coworkers that if they're based out of Portland, it's very important that they gamble at my tribe's casino. Yeah, uh, let me. She's got her headphones in, so I'm not going to ch- to, <laughs> to say it. But let me type it to her on our uh, on uh, Google Hangouts, and uh, I'll see what she says. Okay, great. It's called uh, it's called Alana. It's uh, I'm an enrolled member of the Calitz Indian Tribe. We just opened up a casino 20 minutes north of Portland. There's a Michael Jordan Steakhouse in there. It's got it all. So you gotta. I always, it's fun like having a tribe with a casino because I feel like it's a fun thing to promote on podcasts. I, <laughs> that is a fun thing. Hold on. Uh, there, Stop. Uh, Michael okay. Jordan has his own steakhouse? Uh, he does. I think that there are two locations and one of them is in my tribe's casino. <laughs> so, hold, so he would, I, I just, I know this isn't the case, but to go from basketball, baseball to basketball to uh, fine dining, I think is a stretch, but I, I just want to know what the menu items are. Um, so, uh, okay. So honestly, I, I've eaten there before and I can tell you that it's, it's honestly like it's, it's pretty good steaks. It's like, it's, I would say that the cheapest steak is probably like $50. So it's like, so it's, it's like a 20, pretty, it's not 23 or $45. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, it should be now that you mention it. Um, and it's like, it's pretty down the middle steaks. It's not necessarily Michael Jordan themed in terms of the menu, but there's like a stained glass window of Michael Jordan definitely over the bar. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm looking at some of the pictures right now, and I'm very happy with the amount of photos of Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> like, I remember, I remember going to the Magic Johnson TGI Fridays in Los Angeles and being incredibly disappointed by the lack of of uh of of magic johnson stuff on the walls uh this this restaurant definitely corrects that mistake uh so there's you'll see quite a bit of michael jordan in this restaurant and by the way i told amanda and she's going to relay to her co-workers okay oh thank Uh, god yeah Um, so yeah uh something that i really appreciated about it just on eric's point of um like uh the, the specifically like the michael jordan-ness of it they make the thinnest connection, which is on the menu. They say that like uh, Michael Jordan strived for greatness. So at Michael Jordan's Steakhouse, we strive to make steaks using Michael Jordan's signature greatness. So it's like, mm. so it's like, they can't so it's, even say it's a slam dunk every time. No, no, no. <laughs> this is like this is fine dining. This is a nice steakhouse. They didn't have time for basketball puns. Okay. Uh, but it's like it's like the thinnest connection of like Michael Jordan was really good at basketball and we're really good at stakes. How Michael Jordan is good at basketball. <laughs> so basically uh, they were just doing that thing that like in I feel like in 20 everything happened in 2015 in my memory of the old world when everybody had the exact same tweet of like, I'm the Michael Jordan of sleeping in late. I'm the Michael Jordan of scooping cat poop. Right. I'm the Michael Jordan of not being Michael Jordan. Joey. Your tribe having a casino is very exciting news to me that I did not know. So it also sounds like we could have a Michael Jordan themed trip if we went gambling and eating steak, because I think that's the Michael Jordan like life experience. Basically, what um, I'm suggesting oh. is group trip to what well, also there are actually listeners in probably Portland in Washington state, according to the Google analytics. Uh, what's the name of the casino again? Uh, it's called Elan A. It's uh, I L A N I is how it is spelled, and it is actually yeah. I'll give you I'll give you uh, the town that it's in. Let's see, and it's a nice it's a nice casino. It's a uh, address is one Let's Cowlitz Way, can... Ridgefield, Washington. <laughs> my, uh, my, 
I have an important question. Do okay. I know they want to be like they don't want to go too hard on the Michael Jordan stuff. I get it, but like, but they do. You're serve, opening yourself up for that type of questioning. They do serve Michael's secret stuff, right? Like there is a drink <laughs> on the menu called Michael's Secret Stuff um, from Space Jam. I, from yeah. the Space Jam feature well, film franchise now well, once, once again <laughs> That's right. this is an expensive fine dining steakhouse they do not have time for space jam puns but but, but you but understand how disappointing it would be to go to a michael jordan restaurant and not like i get it like it's not gonna be i get like slam dunk right so oh take the bull by the horns and go to the steak i get it but the like chicago bull but there's got to be one like a martini or something on the menu some some I, fancy alcoholic I, I, drink called Michael's Secret Stuff. Right? I assure you, there is nothing fun in Michael Jordan's Steakhouse unless you find good steaks at a good value. Fun. Uh, so, Joey, Joey, I have been looking at the menu right now, and I see the fuck you, Isaiah Thomas Fog Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'm also looking at the menu, and I'm seeing that they're serving a bowl. Of Chicago deep dish pizza. Wow. That's all right. No. That's my pitch for what they should be. A Chicago bowl. A Chicago deep dish bowl. Um, but uh but yeah, uh if all of you come with me to to Southern Washington State, uh I'll we can all we can all eat at the Michael Jordan Steakhouse. I'll get yeah. us a discount. It'll be great. That sounds great. <laughs> That'd be great. That sounds like something to look forward to post-COVID. I'll put it on my billboard. I want to go to that steakhouse. I want to have a great cut of steak, all the trimmings, all the great sides. And I want the server to walk up and say, and how was your meal? And I want to say to them, well, it's good, but Kobe Bryant's steakhouse is better. Uh, Uh, And then you and then. And then the waiter goes back, and then you you suddenly you hear like all this arguing. You hear like yeah. the, head chef, the head chef like berating the staff, and it's just like, <laughs> like you, you fucks, you don't know anything. You, you, you want to you want to make a championship steak or don't you? Have you guys been to, to the Have you guys been to the Magic Johnson TGI Fridays in LA? I was uh, just talking about it. Yeah, Jeffrey was just talking about that. I, I, I was just Je- talking about I, it. I originally thought Jeffrey was joking that there was one, and now I see that it is indeed real. Yeah. It's very I mean, real, but it's not It's not what you want it to be. It's just right. a TGI Fridays. Oh. You couldn't. You couldn't tell that it was Michael... Uh, you couldn't tell that it was Magic Johnson's tgi fridays unless you knew that going in yeah there, there's it, also there's also a magic johnson starbucks um which is owned by magic johnson and it's a similar deal where it's not like magic johnson up but on the wall there's writing that's just like this starbucks is proudly owned by magic johnson or whatever yeah exactly yeah, it's not, not what i want at all like they i should, want like you charge 15 percent more for people that bring in celtics gear <laughs> i what i want are like video like life-size like video like like person-sized video screen at the door where then it's like a video loop of magic johnson like welcoming each guest to his <laughs> tgi friday and he's and he's and he's and he's wearing his he's wearing his his basketball he's like his 
no longer fits very well basketball gear <laughs> yeah, and putting yeah. a ball on his finger while welcoming you to his store. <laughs> I'm glad, I like, I'm glad you decided to add a little magic to your Friday. That's exactly what I'm Eric, you should be writing the copy before it. I we that's what we need. That's what we need. I want this is a perfect idea. Perfect boys. This is what you look, you get us you get us together for 40 minutes. Suddenly we've got a shark tank idea. Sharks, listen. All we need oh great. Charles Barkley is here as a guest uh, shark. Uh let us change up our pitch. Charles Barkley, uh, why don't you own more restaurants? Charles Do Barkley, you? why don't you own a pet store called Barkley's? <laughs> <laughs> he might we don't know that he, he doesn't <laughs> we um, okay so all of this i appreciate these prompts and all of this is good but it's distracting from the reason that i'm here which is to talk about how nice my tribe's casino is <laughs> yeah <laughs> see joey this is why you you'll i i mean i did a solo one with jeffrey and uh I'll d- i'd love to do a solo one with joey and with eric because if it were if it were just you and i having the conversation I don't know that we would have gotten into the uh, the, the, oh, hey, the sidebar hey, of Michael hey, Jordan, Grant. but that's the benefit of the chaos, baby. Wait, did everybody hear voice. Grant break up in that last part, or was it just me? Uh, I, I, I yeah, missed a little bit, but I, I, I heard it too. But I, I wasn't oh, no. sure if it was me, and I wanted to be polite. Yeah, there. So, so just so you know, because no, because I know Grant that you just like kind of upload these. You may want to look that last section. There was a lot of choppiness and there was one like 10 minutes before with a lot of choppiness too. So you just may want to look out for that. Uh, as a listener, good, I apologize for that. As uh, a good friend, I want to, you to want to point these things out to you in case you want to edit, uh, edit them out real quick. I don't know. I'll, I'll say, I do appreciate it. I'll say this about each one of you is a good friend in this, in similar and different ways and have been very, uh, this is the sentimental part. Uh, and the, the new Jeff, prompt is Eric goes around and compliments us, and they have well, to be yeah. really good compliments, or we're going to be really, really mad. So these are well, better be really well, fucking good. They yeah, be if, if, there's, if there's one thing that makes me mad, it's compliments that are only okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, no, Jeff, uh, Jeffrey being a good friend and pointing out the uh, the breakups in the conversation, just you know, uh, I. I just felt motivated and to say, damn it, y'all are good. Grant, I am very uh, happy that we're friends. We're both from the same – we both grew up in the same area. Uh, oh, my God. I always forget that. I always yeah. forget that. Yeah, we've got to do a solo part two to uh, do some Ohio talk. I yeah. always always forget that. Yeah. That's such a – Gotta yeah, talk. that's a fun thing. We're both from Toledo area. Got talk. We got to do talk in Toledo. You got to do talk in Toledo and all that and – you're a very, um, you're a very astute, creative person. That um, BRB, I'm going to look up astute and see if it matches uh, my criteria for what a good compliment well, is. Well, <laughs> you're an astute and creative person, and I uh, with that knows how to streamline an idea and make it fully form. Jeffrey, you this podcast is direct evidence against that, but please move on. Sorry, I have to. I don't know why I have to undercut myself. That, that, that's an annoying habit. It's a, very, very judgy. He's trying to compliment you. It's a free, let him compliment. Well, it's a free form I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Je- uh, Jeffrey, uh, you've been incredibly supportive to uh, everyone you meet. You've been incredibly supportive to me and have helped me get work, among other things, and have never let go of um, a childlike joy and a. Uh, wonderful 
sense of empathy into uh, your interactions with people and in just life in general, and you're a great delight around. Joey, you're just okay. Uh, um, I, I get <laughs> it. Oh, no, actually, in earnest, in earnest, Joey, you are you always uh, are able to think from outside different angles and always kind of it of me i'm a bomb there's a lot of collateral damage i'm bombastic and all that joey you're just a fucking comedy sniper and you find the one thing and you just hit it uh each and every time and i greatly admire how you are providing platforms and voices to other comedians and especially native voices uh that need that type of platform and better representation in media in general so there eric there's one person you left out there's one person you left out i ain't accepting shit uh, I, I was, I no, was, I'm not, I'm not complimenting, uh, but I'm insisting that you compliment yourself. I, I was going to say, now do Grant again. Now do Grant. <laughs> <laughs> thank, yeah, thank, yeah. thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it. It's very nice of you. Now, now do Jeffrey a second time. <laughs> I think, listen, I, listen, I don't think that that is, uh, that is incredibly nice of you, Eric. Thank you. That's very generous. I, uh, I wish all podcasts had a moment where the host uh, sincerely complimented me. It would make doing podcasts more fun. So, all right, here's the this is the this is the compliment prompt. This is the compliment part of the show. Thank you, Eric. Uh, here we go. I, I didn't mean to take over. Here go. I'm sorry. Here we go. No, you. It's perfect. It's a perfect segue into a perfect time. Look, we were gonna go around. Joey gave us a good answer on the one prompt, but we could all agree it was a half-assed prompt. Uh, it was it was searching for meaning in in the in the void. All right, here we go. Quick compliments. This is the rapid fire compliment round. Joey, you create. You're a creator. You're an inspiration uh, in uh, a number of ways, but particularly in the ways that uh, you've you've created fun live shows, the cat screening, uh, the UCB shows that you've created, and so forth. You're a light, and we look to you. Jeffrey, you also are an inspiration in the way that you have... Uh, always been working a b c always be cranking the work you're uh and in our in our little funsy side project that i'm behind on it's inspiring how you uh teach yourself new tricks as in coding as in uh writing for video games and then also learning the coding side on the side that's inspiring eric your enthusiasm is infectious your voice and uh dulcet tones are music to my ears, even when you're talking about fecal matter in different depositories. <laughs> quick compliments. That was the quick compliment uh, round. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, now I'm going to go. Uh, uh, Grant, you are a, uh, a good dude and like a masterclass comedy writer who uh, makes me laugh constantly. Um, uh, Eric, you're a great performer and a great creative mind. Uh, you're also very tall and tough. And I think you could probably beat pretty much everybody in LA up, but you're not, but I don't think you do it. Cause you're a real nice guy. Um, and then, uh, Jeffrey, uh, you're a good dude. The devastator press was fucking amazing. And, uh, you know, legit, like, thanks for being, uh, like a, uh, an encouraging person to, you know, developing comedy minds. Like, you know, like I can definitely, I, I think about this often. I can definitely track like 
me learning how to tackle comedy about native issues to you and Amanda, like being so encouraging for me to do that stuff. So yeah, you're good people. Well, hell yeah. These compliments are real too. You think we're just going to do surface level shit on this podcast? No, we're getting fucking deep, bro. Also that brings to mind of like, we would be a fucking perfect boy band. Cause Eric is definitely like the tough, but sweet one. And I don't know what the other three, t- I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the other types are besides bad boy. So <laughs> a boy band is just, four, four, just, four, just four bad boys. Four bad boys. That's perfect. Four bad boys. Definitely. Uh, I we want... pitched our Looney Tunes idea. Is that when we got the perfect is because I remember it was Joey's. Joey was the one that's like, we should have like a collective name, right? Uh, I honestly. OK, so I know that we. Uh, we're all we're all friends separately, but I think that the specific situation of the Perfect Boys becoming a thing was like I think that I was getting coffee with a friend at Cafe One Hundred One, rest in peace, in uh, uh, in Hollywood. And uh, as a, like after I paid, I saw you three sitting at a diner table, and then I just started like BSing with you about whatever. And then you were like, "Oh, we're developing this idea. Do you want to do it too?" And I was like, "Yeah, eh, I got nothing better to do." <laughs> yeah that's how we all got involved with it that's right that's right it was like a serendipitous sort of thing of like uh uh that's man oh man 101 is truly going to be missed because just sitting there and uh, bullshitting for an hour or plus at a time was was my heaven and it reminded me of uh it went to when i went to college we would always get together in the cafeteria it would be like where like the comedy groups would just like hang out for like hours. And then we would just like, it's like, okay, we're going to get there, you know, Saturday, like, you know, afternoon, we're going to have lunch. Then we're just going to stay there and shoot the shit and write and do. And then it's like, Oh, it's dinner now. And then we're going to get, you know what I mean? Just like the time would pass, but uh, it's all you were doing was just hanging out with, with, uh, with comedy folks and, uh yeah I, I i still can't believe that's closed it was really something that i was it was going to be like the one of the first things i did after when things were safe again i wanted to go specifically to cafe 101 to uh to yeah. hang out yeah um it sucks that it's closed Ugh. i know i don't even really know what diner is going to replace it for me because I, I think another we we also met at the uh uh was that 11 city diner here in mid city but i think yeah. they might be closed too oh, I, no. i'm not sure they're oh, i don't i don't know for sure but they 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 haven't been open during the pandemic and i don't i don't understand how anything i, I truly don't understand how how any restaurant that isn't has hasn't entirely pivoted to just being a postmates sort of thing is surviving i don't i don't yeah. get it my uh, my home away from home my third place the steampunk coffee and kitchen is no more oh no uh, yeah. no and that was my that was my place of respite for nearly half my time here in Los Angeles. Yeah, that was that was a place. I feel like Eric, you and I might have run into each other there once or twice. I think we did. I think we did a, a few yeah. times because you remember decor. the joy of running into people. Oh my god, running into people! I mean, yeah. now if I do it, I'd be terrified. I'd be like, "Wait, what are you doing outside of your house? <laughs> <laughs> why aren't you at home? Yeah, why aren't you at home?" Canceled, canceled. I'll take pictures of them and be like, like canceled. Jeffrey Golden, you're canceled. I just wanted eggs. Uh, okay. <laughs> like eggs? Is that wait, is that a QAnon thing? Are you QAnon now? Yeah. 
eggs like the ones I see on Twitter. Cancel. <laughs> right. Anyway. Final uh, final prompt for the room. Uh-huh. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, Wait. Jeff, Jeffrey really? has compliments to give. Real oh, quick. you're right. You're right. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. I'll do. I'll be quick. Uh, no, take your time. We've got all the time in the world. Please. Oh, okay. Great. Um, Draw it out. Really, really stretch. Grant, uh, you've got the passion. You, you've got the heart. When you, uh, when you do something, you, you want to do it the best. Uh, you want to, you want to go all in. And I really appreciate about that about you, uh, Eric. You've got so much heart. Like you really, it's you wear your heart on your sleeve. I love that about you. That you that uh, you're not you're not afraid to show your emotions. Uh, you're not closed off. You let people know uh, what you think, and I love that. And Joey, there's nobody I know who is better at packaging at like coming up with a project that is like not only like like funny and hilarious, but it will also like people will talk about that like people will pay attention to. You're super smart. You got the smarts. And uh, so, yeah, passion, heart, smarts. Smarts. Hell three yeah. You, That's three, perfect. Three of you together. Yeah. Yo, this um, is some Wizard of Oz shit. And you're um, the soul, Jeffrey. Uh, the soul. I'll take it. So uh, th- th- there is there is one person who uh, who still needs to give compliments, I think. And that person's name is Opera Man. Ooh, and the uncut Jim's guy. Well, what is his compliments for everybody? And, uh, thank you, Lauren Michaels, for making me so rich. Go ahead, Opera Man. The floor is yours. Rich, you're a very great man. Uh, there's the drum sound effect. Ah, there it is. There it is. We found it just in time, the drum sound effect. <laughs> this is slowly turning into drive time talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. And we've one of these days, I'm going to get Hoover Stank tickets. Call it number nine. We're going to give out Hoover Stank. You want to get down with the stank? Who doesn't? Call it number nine. Call it number nine. That's the beauty of Zencaster. Who do you want to get down with Hoover the stank? Hoover Stank, you could stank. And if you win in car color number seven, catch COVID live with Hoobastank. They've got it. You want it. COVID with Hoobastank. If I go to a, if I go to a Hoobastank concert, can I get a Hoobastank burrito? Like, do they, have they kept that Denny's uh, tie-in menu option alive at their live shows? Wow, I don't remember. Right. They had a tie-in. Uh, yeah, oh. there was, yeah, there was a there was a brief period in the mid two thousands where Denny's had like menu items that were put together by bands, and one of them was the Hoobastanks Who Burrito. Yeah, wow, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad burrito, as far as Denny's goes. It predated this. The Rock menu, I believe, predates all the other crazy man like the lord of the rings menu and all those other. i think yeah, that was I the feel, first one yeah i think that you're right now i'm curious about what else was on oh yeah there was uh 
Let's see. I'm not there sure was if this plain is... white. There wasn't there like a plain white teas burger. I remember not being impressed. It was like, why not like plain white cheese burger? Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, there, was, yeah. there was the hot and cold cherry chocolate cappuccino, which was Katy Perry. The great egg stack, which was uh, boys like girls. Um, there was taking back Sundays, melty grilled chicken and sausage quesadilla. What about uh, taking back Sunday? It's right there. I know. Yeah, what I what I appreciate about what makes me appreciate the Who Burrito even more is that they're the only group that leaned into having a pun instead of just like the Taking Back Sunday melty grilled chicken and salt. So- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, oh, actually, I do remember this because I I remember loving the and you will know us by the trail of onion rings. Wait, was that a real thing? <laughs> no, but it should have been like. As a fan of Annual Notice by the Trail of Dead, I'm disappointed I never ate that. I, well, Smash Mouth presents Chicken Fingers. Like, no, <laughs> no, no, uh, that's not what I want. Also, by uh, the uh, the Trail Mix, and you shall know us by the Trail Mix. That's um, the trail yeah, and you, yeah. Also, this conversation has made me uh, appreciate Hoopastank on a different level, and as of right now, I'm following Hoopastank on Twitter. Hey. hey. Is that account? Is it still like a very active account, Joey? Like, what's um, the what's the word? What's the latest? How how often do they post? Like, give us the four one one. Okay, so uh, they retweeted something from three hours ago. Who was who delighted by TikTok talk popularity of the reason? Uh, uh, yeah, I think that who on TikTok. So that's I think that they're I think that they, that they had like a viral TikTok thing recently. So like a lot who of stinks on TikTok that. before I am. Wow. Oh, That's good work. Uh, uh, and then other than that, let's see. Happy birthday, Chris. A member of their band's birthday was on January 26th. Uh, January 15th, they tweeted. January 13th. Um, a lot of what they are tweeting besides that is like eh, every two weeks or so they'll tweet. And it's usually like a memory thing. Um, there's a hilarious Seems happy like holidays. Oh, By the way. Uh, by the way, do you, do you guys know that I just saw a video about this? So this was a surprise to me. But did you know that like the song "Teenage Dirtbag" by Weedus yeah. is like a is like a perennial hit in the UK? Like it's considered like it's like it never stopped being popular in the UK. Like if you go to karaoke in the same way that like somebody's always singing like Journeys, you know, "Don't Stop Believing." Like in the UK. It's teenage dirtbag. Were you guys aware of, of their uh, overseas popularity? No, so, and I'm happy I, for them. Though I, I'm I, also I, happy for them. I I, th- I think I may know this just entirely. I feel like Eric will appreciate this by uh, the resurgence of popularity of teenage dirtbag in the pro wrestling scene. Yeah, uh, there's a wrestler oh. that uses teenage dirtbag by Weedus's entrance music. He wrestles for GCW a lot, which is. Uh, a big indie promotion and like it's like he'll play it coming out and it's like the audience will scream the words along to it like they're really into it like his entrance is more over than he is on some level uh they've even had weedus live play him to the ring before uh and like wow. I, and like I, that makes sense because like professional wrestling is really popular in the uk and i wouldn't be surprised if like that guy was a british wrestling guy or something you know that makes sense yeah i'm trying I, to remember I, the wrestler uh, the who, Hulk Hogan. Do you remember the wrestler's name, Joey? 
uh, teenage dirtbag wrestler. I'm googling it now, and Grant, it Grant, rock. I, Grant, would you ever consider watching pro wrestling in 2021? It's a pandemic. What else do you yes. have to do? Would it's you true. consider it? Would you uh, consider I, watching it? Oh, so, uh, the wrestler's I, name is Nate Webb. Uh, yes, for that's any, who it is. Spider. For anybody, oh, for anybody screaming Webb. that, his name is Nate Webb. Uh, he is, uh, let's see, he's from Indianapolis, so he's not like, uh, you know, he's he, he's guy that's been around for a little while. He debuted in 1999. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Spider Nate Webb, he uses Teenage Dirtbag as entrance music, and pro wrestling fans Teenage love it. Dirtbag. I'd watch uh, wrestling just to be able to uh, join in on the social aspect. If we did a group, re- if there's a wrestling event uh, coming up and there's a way to do like a group watch, I will definitely join in and i feel like that's how i've gotten into sports different sports before is just like oh you guys like this yeah i can learn enough about it to become conversational and then eventually it's graphs onto my personality um, i really but yeah that's, this is my i'm the odd man out of the wrestling stuff because you guys i know because are... i was gonna say the three of us know wrestling uh, i i recommend uh the aew show um it's I love AEW. It's great. I stopped watching WWE. I switched over to AEW. It has a very nice mix of like quote unquote serious wrestlers who are like have like legitimately like great skills and are like considered like masters of the the craft of in ring wrestling. And then like the people I like the bonkers wrestlers wrestlers <laughs> who have weird gimmicks who have who uh, some of who are often also in AEW very good at wrestling but who just like like one of the guys Luchasaurus he cuts promos where he is a dinosaur he is like i'm you know i'm you know millions of years old so i've seen wrestlers come and go as you know it's like oh okay he's just a real wrestler there's also a real alien chris stratus who abducts uh, people Atlander. on their a YouTube yeah, Chris show? Atlander, yeah. Chris Statlander, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so there's a lot of like really, really, really funny wrestlers uh, on that show AEW. as well. AEW. Where do I watch AEW? Uh, ENT. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wednesday nights. It's, it's the one thing to watch on TNT. <laughs> well, I don't have drama anymore. I thought they knew drama. Well, Jeff did for a while. Well, Jeffrey, you you neglected. And I'm sad to remind you that this dinosaur has a master's degree. Yeah, he does, which is wonderful. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's a master's degree in medieval history, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. it makes you it makes you wonder, like, did he get like when did he get that master's degree? Like, did he get it recently, or did he get it like thousands of years? Like when like the first, did he go to like attend the first colleges? Yeah. Like you know the Benjamin Franklin's you know, colleges or whatever. And, uh, like, got... So uh, Luchasaurus, knowing his character, I think he took his time. I think that he's somebody who like had a couple of credits, uh, you know, from Benjamin Franklin's college. Then he took a break for about 500 years. And then he was like, oh, I should really put some more work into this degree. And then like, I think that he, I think well, that he recently got it, but I think that it was a, I think it was like a, probably a thousand year process. Well, Joey, days. he took that 500 years to go find himself. Yeah. You know? Wanted to make sure it was what he wanted to do. <laughs> I also, by the way, for the benefit of, of Grant, there's also uh, a wonderful wrestler by the name of Orange Cassidy, whose gimmick is that he doesn't try very hard. So he like, 
he comes to the ring wearing sunglasses and like a jean jacket and he like kind of saunters in and he like when he gives you a thumbs up the thumb isn't all the way up Uh, sort of like lazily gives you a thumbs up (laughs) and he like he'll do things in the ring like the rap match will start and he'll just like put his hands in his pockets and just like wait for his opponent to like attack him for like attack him first he's just like lazy going around. he's yeah. like Gudetama if he was if Gudetama was a wrestler yeah he's very much like a drunken master he's somebody that's like it's like he's he's it's not that he's a bad wrestler it's that he's a wrestler who who's so good that he doesn't feel like he needs to imply himself right um, but there's always a point in a match where like he'll start the match with his hands in his pockets probably wearing sunglasses and then partway through the match it's like he'll decide to apply himself. And then all of a sudden he's one of the best luchadors in the history of the world. Yeah. Have any of y'all seen Naruto? Yes. Okay. The anime? Yeah. The anime. I, not much of yeah. Naruto. Right. But a little. I would have, I would have compared orange Cassie to Shikamaru. If you're familiar, because he just, okay. because he has this attitude of like, okay, fine. I'll do it and be amazing. And then just be amazing. But, he just can't be if he tr- he tries his best to not be bothered by wrestling. <laughs> so what's the name of the uh, this lazy wrestler? So I can make sure to keep uh, an eye. Orange, Orange Cassidy. Cassidy. His T-shirt Orange is Cassidy. literally a broken JPEG. That's that's Orange Cassidy T-shirt dot JPEG, and it's just the wait uh, is that an, new? I- an icon of it? It's one of his older ones, I think. Uh, oh. But yeah, it's Joey for. A- Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. And it's just the image of, you know, the standard error broken image image. And it just has the JPEG thing on it. So wait, I'm looking for that. I've never seen that before. Hold on. I desperately need that T-shirt. <laughs> it's super fun. Joey, for a wrestling newbie like myself, who's a wrestler that you recommend I keep an eye on, whether it's AEW or maybe a local or like I'm looking for ways in. Who's somebody that, uh, I mean, I guess you guys were talking about the, who's the, what's the name of the guy with the master's degree in medieval history? Uh, Luchasaurus. And, uh, and he's part of a tag team with a, with a jungle boy who, who is like, uh, Luke Perry's son. Yeah. He's Luke Perry's oh, son. That's not his gimmick. He just is Luke Perry's son. <laughs> and they are, a t- they are, a, their group is called Jurassic Express. And Luke Perry's son comes out on luchasaurus's shoulders so like he's riding him into the ring um so i would say uh orange cassidy is definitely a fun a fun guy to watch uh and then beyond that like the young bucks are a really great tag team they're probably the best tag team in the world right now in terms of just like quality of matches uh hangman adam page he's a his gimmick is that he's yeah. an he's an anxious millennial cowboy. So is he's like got a cowboy gimmick, but he's also a millennial who like is anxious all the time. <laughs> um, uh, and then he's been I through mean, several recessions, but he's a cowboy. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's 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 wondering what what direction that his life is going to take, and if uh, maybe he's just part of a lost generation, but also a cowboy. I like. Yeah, uh, re- really, just watch just watch AEW. It's on Wednesdays uh, at like. Uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It's two hours a week, and it's very fun. I, I All right, will. let's open up the group text to include more AEW chat because I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to engage in this. 
please do. And Hooray. I will also recommend, and this is me being a shill, even though they we My have tribes a, casino. <laughs> go to the New York Tribes Casino, but also check out the YouTube page for Wrestling Pro Wrestling, which is the um yeah organization i uh, the comedy wrestling organization that i do commentary for uh eric is so good oh. he's so good on the mic and it's a very it's very funny my yeah. my fate my uh it's it's great they've got guys in giant like monster costumes battling each other like serial mascots like fighting each other it's exactly like the kind of wrestling show that I want to go to. Like, it's just the per it's like the perfect Jeffrey wrestling experience. Um, oh, thanks, I love Jeffrey. wrestling pro wrestling. I, I look forward to the day when uh, you guys can return live in, in all of your glory uh, with all the crazy costumes and such. I cannot wait to have a, there's a link in the description. There will be a link in the description to all the th- uh, to Joey's restaurant, Joey's Tribes rest uh, not restaurant, uh, Michael Jordan's restaurant, but Joey's Tribes Casino, Eric's ro- Wrestling Pro Wrestling, and we'll have we'll have these links in there. So the dear listener, click on the description and uh, click away. I uh, provided a link to the channel in the in our chat here, and yeah, right, I, it it was I I miss it so much because I cannot wait to scream at the top of my lungs at the sight of a giant three-headed giraffe dragon named King Giraffadora as he enters the ring. Um, to- yeah, King, hmm? I've, I've talked about this with my neighbors a lot uh, and just like my roommate, my friends. Can you imagine how hype the first like in- live indie wrestling show that you go to post-pandemic is going to be? Oh like my god. The, like the first PWG after the pandemic is going to be nuts. You're not going to be able to get in. There's yeah. you're, you're not you're just not going to be able to get a ticket to a, a wrestling sh- to like an indie wrestling show for like a year. Um, Live events in general. I mean, this is kind of one of the things that's keeping me going is like I this was coming up in conversation with me too not with wrestling specifically but just like going to any show, I feel like there's going to be this energy of like looking at each other like can you believe we're here? We get to yeah. do this. I mean, uh, I feel like you could probably get tickets to an indie improv show pretty easily immediately after the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to see live comedy. It's the one exception to this room. But every other, everything that, you know, speaking of which, all right. So here's my, this is my thing. I don't think that like comedy has fans. Like, I think comedians have fans, like individual comedians do, but I don't think comedy as like an art form actually like has fans in the same way that there are like horror fans or like wrestling fans. Do you know, am I, do you think I'm I'm right on that? What do you guys think? Is is that a hot take? I think you're, I think you're too close to it because I think there are there. It seems that way from our perspective. I know exactly what you mean where it does. It seems that way. But then again, I think of plenty of people who, like just they don't necessarily even like any specific comedians they just like the serious xm comedy channel uh my brother one of my brothers is is like that where they're like oh yeah i like i feel like you like anyway i think i think they're they're they're, they do they do exist but i also know what you're saying too um i uh, yeah i i think i think in a way you're both right in the sense that Yay! <laughs> Both sides in it. <laughs> no, 
that's not how opinions work anymore. It must be all um, one or all the other. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna counter to Eric and say neither of you are right. Well, there we go. Oh, no. Perfect. No. Now we've got the but, perfect split. But, now it's but perfect. The reason I say both are right is that yeah, I I do. When you look the one of the problems I'm speaking as a stand-up is you just see comedy up there. It's like, well, okay, that doesn't tell me what kind of comedy I'm about to see, what type of stand-ups I'm about to see. It'd be like going to a music hall and seeing music and not seeing jazz or rock or whatever, that type thing. And and I think that there are pockets of comedy fans regarding genre in a way. And I know stand-up specifically is – um, easier and harder to classify at the same time but you have stuff like oh I love that blue collar comedy tour I love those guys because you know what you're going to get and the same right. with like oh I'm a fan of the alt comedy scene so I like your Pat Oswalt's and your Maria Bamford's and so on or I like this type of stand up comedy or this type of comedy like there are people that are like stand up eek but sketch, yay, you know. Um, so, uh, so, but are they like fans? Like, I mean, in the same set, like, like, okay, like, I am, I have legitimately grew up as a comedy nerd. I, I love, uh, I loved sketch comedy growing up. I pretty much watch every, you know, any kind of sketch comedy that was on TV. But I think I'm, I, I feel like I was more of like, I was in a very, very small group there. Stand up. I well, can see more. Like so like, like stand up. I can see more like people just being like, yes, I want to go to the stand up show. It doesn't matter. Like who is in it. Like, I just like want to go to see stand up comedy on a Thursday night or whatever. I, I think I, I can see that. Like I, I, I see, I get that, but I don't know. It just I mean, feels- that's the that's the comedy club model. I mean, you're what you're. You know, it's just like, do you like comedy? It doesn't matter who specifically. We will have comedy here, and that's right. true even for UCB. Is like you don't you're you're going because you like specific show or specific thing. But basically, I don't think that childhood Jeffrey is is super alone. And and then what Eric's talking about is like a branding thing of like it's difficult to be like. But you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm not. An algorithm, but there are um, algorithms that are like, here's the relatable comedy, here's the absurdist comedy, uh, here's the so on. Yeah. I mean, the so amount of the amount of like uh like I briefly did stand up in Washington State and like, you know, just kind of the area that I grew up, it was a lot of like, you know, doing comedy in like random bars in like blue collary places. And uh let's uh, let's just say I don't do well in the I'm not a, I'm not a, the Joe Joey Clift isn't a big blue collar uh comedy guy. They didn't like but you my didn't joke. have your cat suit back then, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't like my jokes about Godzilla or whatever. Um I was also new at comedy, so whatever. But <laughs> um but uh you know, it's like we would like I would I would do shows where like nobody on the bill was a name or even from the area, but it was a stand up show happening at your local bar on a Thursday at eight, and it would be sold out, you know. Uh like I think that there are people who like to laugh. And I think that like, I don't know, it's like, uh, like, like, I think that because we work in the entertainment industry, like Grant said, we are a bit too close to it in um, like, you know, kind of like the things that we like and the things that we enjoy and the things we participate in. But like, if you go to like any sort of small town or like just to groups of people that aren't in the industry there are people that are just a fan of podcasts 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, there are people that are just fans of monster truck rallies. Like there are definitely oh, people. Monster truck. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, oh, oh. like I'm not like, I'm not going to look at a monster truck rally bill and be like, Oh, Bigfoot's there. Oh, I gotta go to it. But right. like, you know, but I do think that there are people like, you know, it's like my, my friends back home. They tell me that they go to improv shows all the time, kind of near my small town because they're like, oh, we love Whose Line Is It Anyway? Or like, we love improv. And like, right. there's nobody from Whose Line Is It Anyway performing on that show. It's just, oh, we love this thing. And more realistically, we love to laugh. So like, exactly. I, I guess what I, I guess what I'm thinking of and maybe that, but I, I agree with you. Every, everybody's right on. Every, oh, wow. Such a smart group. Um, I think like what I'm thinking of is something like you think of anime, right? Like I, if you're a fan of like anime, you go, you can, you watch all this anime and you talk online all the time about anime and you go to like an anime convention, right? And it's like, oh yeah, like there are like specific anime that like people are going to like and dislike, but like the fans are so hardcore I mean, it's the same thing about same thing with like horror, right? It's like, yeah, some people are going to like different monster movies or whatever, but like they're going to horror conventions. They're they're watching all of these like tiny indie horror movies, right? Like festivals and stuff. They're like propping up. They're like propping these creators up. I just don't feel that it's the same in comedy. Like, I think it's because we're comparing apples to oranges because anime. Like the like comedy is such a huge uh, yeah I, umbrella, I, right? Anime is a more specific I, thing of animation or TV. Like if somebody's like, I I like TV. Anything well, yeah, like, on TV? Well, yeah, like there are fans of improv. There are fans of stand up comedy. There are fans of right, but like, I, podcasting. You know, there are fans of I, mediums. I I counter I counter these uh, uh, um, conventions like horror conventions for like the general statement of that. With uh, we have the Edinburgh Comedy Festival, we have Just for Laps, which it has yeah. stand up and improv and all that. So yeah, we have so SF think, Sketch Fest. So, yeah, so so we have uh, stuff like yeah, it's comparable good. to that 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 exists and appeals to a general fans of comedy that have their specific likes and dislikes within and it. I, yeah. When I, uh, that's your, fair. your inner your inner child is 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 right, Jeffrey. Your inner child is right to that. He, he, he was not alone. Maybe not yeah. as alone as he. he You're not alone, Jeffrey. I think, I think, I, oh, I, I think know. When I, I don't <laughs> think it's. I, I don't think it's from my inner child. I think it. I think it's just like my experience of trying to like of being on uh, in professional and like trying to like just seeing how like comedy is like marketed and stuff. Um, yeah. It fe- yeah. felt very, always felt very fragmented to me. But you're right. I mean, there, those things do exist. Um, like, uh, like SF Sketchfest would be like a good, would be like a you're, very. You're good also example. right too that the that the that the hardcore fan doesn't quite exist in the same way. They do exist, but they, uh, but not in the same way. I think also right. because horror and anime are slightly more niche, right? Those are more specific things than, whereas comedy, I think is like kind of what Joey's saying is like the appeal of comedy or podcast is just like, I don't want to feel so alone and I want to laugh. And that's, but it's almost like if you're like, if you see somebody who's say on their dating app profiles, like I like comedy, they probably are like saying, Oh, I like comedy. I like food. I like movies. I like, (laughs) you're just thinking, right? Yes. It's, it's like, those aren't specific enough to like get a sense of a person because Every person likes to be 
I like entertainment. I yeah. would like to be entertained. You got to get, you know, without that specificity, it becomes, I don't, I don't fucking know. I do. What I do know is that uh, we got to wrap it up because uh, I have a call coming up at five o'clock, not a podcast call, but a uh, regular phone call. Regular phone. Um, That's weird. Our, I know. Our, our, I've, I've converted all of my phone calls to podcasts at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest you, we all do the same. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, every every interaction that I do must be content. That yeah. is the rule. <laughs> yep. Always be content. Yeah. A B C. We, we couldn't That's we good. couldn't have this discussion as friends otherwise. Yeah, all of my all of my uh, all of my personal relationships immediately end because nobody likes that I do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> except us because we're perfect. Yay. Um, Yay! All right, my my last. <laughs> The, the 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 balloon deflation that was that yay was also perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the last prompt is asking for your consent, and you are absolutely entitled and encouraged to say, "Now this was fun to just get on the phone." And for me, it was. This was. But do you consent to releasing this as content, unedited, gaffes and all? Even if there is indeed the, there may not be. It depends on how it uploads to the cloud uh, with the sound issues. Um, but, uh, do you want your name on this and should I release it? Eric, Joey, Jeffrey? I give my consent provided that you follow, uh, have your listeners follow me on Twitter at Eric W. Barnes. All right, fine. It'll be in the description. (laughs) Um, I give your consent. If none of your listeners following me on Twitter at Joey Tainment, no one follow me. Oh, you're doing the big, a, the big E method, eh, Joey? Yeah, yeah. No, no one follow me, but like everybody gamble at my tribe's casino and eat honestly very good steaks at Michael Jordan's Steakhouse. I gotta say, they're very good. And don't follow Joey, but do bookmark his Twitter just because your avatar of you in the cat suit is such a pleasing aesthetic that I truly enjoy. Anytime uh, I see it at the top of the feed, it's it's a you're oh, it's a, you. it's a nice photo. It's, you look great. Oh, and that suit is sharp as shit. Looking by Robin Van Swank. She's a really good photographer. Thank you. I appreciate that. What do you uh, think, Jeffrey? Should we can this one? Uh, yeah, can it. Oh, no. <laughs> no Thank you. No, just kidding. Just kidding. But you can follow me at Jeffrey Golden on Twitter. That's G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y-G-O-L-D-E-N. All right. Well, if you guys change your mind, you can text me and say, you know what, on second thought, and I will happily bring it down and stop doing this entirely. All you have to do is tell me. Otherwise, we're going to wrap up. Oh, you know what I neglected to mention? Ah, I remember it only half the time. Is that the song at the beginning was by the band Talk Time. And the song to play us out is also by Talk Time. Thanks to Eric. Thanks to Joey. Thanks to Jeffrey. Their links are in the description as mentioned. Talk Time here with Colors to play us out. Thank you for listening. I'm doing this daily. I'm doing this daily. And I uh, hope you're enjoying it as much as I am enjoying doing this and uh, we're going to keep going at least through the pandemic and it'll be a a monument to the loneliness and how I don't I always feel a lot better after doing this I hope you feel better after this podcast was brought to you by the eight cats here at the cat ranch in mid-city Los Angeles Prince the cat Moose the cat Milo the cat Zeus the cat, Peanut Butter the cat, Shadow the cat, Nala the cat, and Squeaky Mama the cat.
See you tomorrow.